Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Better is one day in your courts than thousands elsewhere, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Chelsea turned on the style of what forgot an impressive away win too. It's Monday 20th of September. I'm Marcus Feller. Oh, I'm Andy Brassel. <laughs> I'm Pete Donaldson. Wow. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. It's the start of the working week. What a way to begin, Andy Brassel, yeah. eh? What are you... Scatman John over there. <laughs> <laughs> Pete Donaldson, Hello. usually on a Monday after your exploits on the weekend, you have a list of people to apologise to. <laughs> uh, is that list growing as you get older? No, I, I had a lovely weekend. Uh-huh. Uh, some friends came down to Leon C. I drove them around. We had went to the arcades, went on a roller coaster. Oh, oh yes. And then got drunk in the Pink Toothbrush, Rayleigh's premier night spot. The Pink Toothbrush? The pink Toothbrush, yeah. I'm a pink tooth. No, I'm a blue toothbrush. You know that uh, one? We met somewhere Where before. It's your favourite easy listening CD that you put on in the car. <laughs> <laughs> what I put on an Andy's car when I'm uh, getting driven around by mm. him. Andy, what's the matter? <laughs> Andy's had a brilliant weekend. He's been in a hotel room watching uh, BT and Sky at the same time. Yeah. 
wondering why he's not on at least one of them. <laughs> uh-huh. And yes, said television did end up on the pavement outside yeah. his hotel <laughs> so window. Rock and roll. <laughs> Less impact a, with a CRT, in it. If there was a window in the room, that would have happened. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. It was one of those ones, was it? Right. Yeah. Prison, ladies and gentlemen. Andy was <laughs> in prison. Andy's been to Boston. <laughs> <laughs> Bostel Brattle. Oh dear. Well, maybe we'll touch on that later <laughs> if we feel it uh, important enough. But gentlemen, let us start with the with the with the weekend's roundup with a great away win by those Chelsea boys. They joined Liverpool at the top of the table. Uh, they were great, especially in that second half. But of course, Spurs were terrible. And Roy Keane uncharacteristically said, "I was angry watching Spurs today." <laughs> it was funny because I saw that at the top of the running order, yeah. and where it says Roy Keane, I was angry watching Spurs today. I initially blinked that as Harry Kane. I was angry watching Spurs today. Yeah. Because he did do a lot of watching. He was a passenger. Yes. Mm. yes. He was a passenger. But did you did you think though, as you saw that line from Roy Keane, you thought, oh well what upset you, Roy? Oh, it was just the performance, because normally <laughs> it wouldn't take too much. Uh but it was a, t- a tale of two halves that one. I mean Spurs they weren't too bad in the first half, Peter. They contained a very talented Chelsea side, of course. And then, mm. and then as Tuchel said, there were, there were stern words at half-time. And quite clearly, those words had the desired effect. Yeah, I wouldn't mess with Tuchel, who, as Andy stated before, has the has the capacity to fall out with a player or two. Um, but I think with um, I think it was the game management that they, um, and the single-mindedness, let's say, that mm. they showed against um, Arsenal when they went down to 10 men. Something needed to change. Uh, let's bring Conte on. <laughs> that's, that's the thing, Pete. A lot, yeah. a lot of people. Good have, trick that. A lot it of is. People it have is. Said on social media how uh, Tuchel's in-game management is second to none. I would argue he does have the squad to do that. Oh yeah, mm. yeah, exactly. And it's kind of, it is like the James Bond car that turns into an amphibious version of the James <laughs> Bond car. You're like, oh yeah, yeah. You think you're playing a football game against? Oh, Conte's uh-huh. coming on. One of yeah. the best midfielders ever. <laughs> right, lads. That was a lot of energy. And he's driving that. a mini. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of energy expels in that first half. Right, heads on. Oh, here comes yeah. Conte to run us ragged. Oh, it was fantastic. I mean, uh, Marcus Alonso pillaging down the left side. Every time he on the highlights, he seemed to he was had the ball at his feet. Yeah, it's it's a weird like it's weird that he's still a chance. Well, there was talk that he might be moved on. This is what I find interesting when players, they, they say, oh, he might be moved on or I'm not sure. Obviously, that player will probably be aware of those rumours. Yeah. And yet, there he's fitting into this system at Chelsea. And they, they, they put, I mean, the only thing I would, the only thing that I would criticise about Chelsea's performances, he probably should have scored more. That, and that show, tells the story. That it was 3-0, very convincing win. Probably should have been 5. None of the goals scored by forwards. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they can and they can carry like players who just cannot hit the back of the net as well, yeah. which is very rare. I mean, it was, yeah, it showed you the golf in class. And that performance, the manner of that second half, the body language of those Chelsea players, when they got, as I say, the likes of Alonso on the ball, looking very confident, when they scored, the reaction of the fans and the players and all together, that is a side who are very much European champions and who have got their eye on becoming English champions as well. And and who are playing against players like Lacelso and Hoiberg, who are having terrible situations. Well, Hoiberg, come on, great, you know, Euros with Denmark. I know that's a sort of a yeah, but in this out. match, they were both dreadful. I thought. Oh yeah, no, they were dreadful. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah, yeah. The thing is, I think you look at the Tottenham team that went out there, and clearly they've had their issues with um, various South American players, as have other teams. Of course, Aston Villa mm-hmm. this weekend. They, they didn't use that as an excuse. They started with Buendia on the bench and that they, they went out and had a pretty productive second half. But it's an unenviable first game for Christian Romero to go in. Mm-hmm. Having said that, on paper, 
I think you expect, you look at the team, you expect a lot better of them. It was piss poor. A, a, a lot better of them. They just fell to bits. I know it's very different situations. It's just like what happened at Palace last week, although that was in a far more condensed spell and obviously they'd, mm. they'd lost a man, as you pointed mm. out when we were talking earlier about it, Marcus. But the, the fact that when they concede a goal, it all falls to shit is extremely worrying. I mean, yeah, no, I do agree with that. And I think that the Palace example is important to bring in because one can say, yeah, but when that Chelsea side go for you, yeah, of course. But Chelsea should have been, as I say, five or six winners, won by five or six goals. But the Palace example is important to bring that in and say, well, actually, here's another piece of evidence, damn it all. Um, I mean, take Harry Kane. You mentioned him earlier there. The Optostat that really kind of shows what's going on is he's failed to score in his first four Premier League appearances of a season for the first time since 2015-16. Now, I know that he was, there was always that thing about August, August and so on, yeah. even though we're into September now. Mm. So one might say, well, there's maybe not, but he's attempted just four shots. In this current I mean, campaign, I mean, that that was the issue with Wolves last season. And he's season, a man who likes it? a shot on goal. He, he does. Wolves were not massively adventurous this last season. Were no. They? Oh the, no, no, the, they the, weren't. The, the, the football was really quite dull, and that would be a concern for me as a Tottenham mm. fan, certainly. Mm. With regards to Kane, though, Roy Keane said that you know maybe he should just knock someone open, which is knock I mean, that's someone open. open. I mean, how hard do you have to hit someone to knock them open? That's that's Han Solo in the Hoth system, isn't it? Possibly. Emergency measures. <laughs> I don't think. I think you need at least three successive defeats before you get to yeah. like you know Knocking nicking your mate's up. lightsaber <laughs> and <laughs> cutting open a smelly animal. <laughs> the thing is, though, with Keane, I know we sort of have a bit of a laugh. Uh, about him and so on, and he does sort of play up to it a little bit. But when he says, you know, shout at people, sprint at people, get hold of the ball, I mean, there is something to be said for at least looking to, to try something. Yeah, Marcus, you're right. There is something to be said for the sum total of your tactical analysis for every game you ever watch being, yeah, just get stuck in. Just get stuck in, be harder. Yeah. Be better. Be stronger, be better. Be better, yeah. yeah I yeah. preferred Martin Keon's. Oh, what, assessment <laughs> of, of Romelu Lukaku? <laughs> yes. Yeah, how to stop Romelu Lukaku? I mean, as I say, you know... It, it's not really the real quiz, but Spurs could say, well, he didn't score. We mm. nullified Kept him. Kept him quiet, yeah. Yeah, Keown said uh, how to stop Romelu Lukaku. I would approach his ear and tell him <laughs> that it is garbage, exaggerating, but today he is playing against me and he will not get the space he needs. Tell him I'm a little different from the rest and I'm going to make it difficult for you. So basically so just walk, sexy, up to him, walk up to him and go, <laughs> I'm, whispering, yeah. I'm different to the other boys. And I would I'm be gonna... wearing leather trousers while saying it. I'm going to do this in Italian and Flemish and yeah. Lingala. I'm going to say it in all of them. The words you understand and your you hairs are going to be standing up at the back of your neck and then we'll kiss. Oh, you ain't felt anything and nothing yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think Lukaku probably wouldn't be too worried no. about that if a defender no, was basically coming up to him going yeah. if he did say Lingara I think he'd be surprised that would be very impressive that would be impressive (laughs) yeah I think that would be that's the way to do it I think I I do definitely agree with that Um, but you know an excellent win but I mean could Daniel Levy end up regretting not selling Kane if if his performances don't improve Peter because you know astronomical fee and then you see Kane's body language and so on wasn't the case um, for England or even brilliant against Poland but obviously scored a great goal could, could, you know, they could have got a lot of money for it. Is it more? Is it more about the mobility of players like Son at the moment, uh, coming off mm-hmm. the back of an injury? I thought um, players just aren't performing in, in other positions, and and Kane's just not getting the ball in in the box, which is mm. what he needs to do to well, been, get a shot on target. But we know he drops deep for England. At the mm. time for Spurs, it was kind of like, well, where are you playing? Mm. 
I don't know. It's, it, it was a poor performance all round. No, yeah. I don't think it necessarily starts and ends with Kane. No, 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 of I course. But he's inevitably going to get highlighted. It's, it's, it's not going to affect his transfer value at all. No. Is uh-huh. it? I mean, Spurs will still be able to knock him out for as much as they like next summer. If that him off. Doing a, you're doing a Roy Keane. <laughs> exactly. They're going to knock him out knock now. Him off. That <laughs> might take a few million off his transfer. Uh, we're going to sell Harry Kane. Yeah, is he's it, just it, unconscious over there. Is, 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 is the only way to transport him? In, yeah, in, it's right? like an elephant. In, unless you want to do him in that food freezing thing. I keep yeah. coming back to Han Solo, don't I? <laughs> I tell you what. Carbonate. You, you Put him in carbonate. You and Charlie Kane would make a good team. Right, Charlie, let's knock him out and then we'll <laughs> take him to the club. See, he should come round by the time we get there. That, that would that would be a good reason for not scoring in August if you're suffering from hibernation yeah. sickness. If, if you're, you're coming out of cryogenic it? stasis. <laughs> so sluggish. It would, be, it would be a very good reason indeed. Um, uh, what about Thiago Silva, Andy? Mm. Obviously got the first goal. That man, he, what is he, 37 very, very soon? Yes, he is. The desire and hunger that he still has to play uh, at the top level and in a demanding league like the Premier League, as we know, uh, where, where games are keenly fought every week. And I know that's a cliche, but it's a cliche for a reason. He's going to come up against a sterner opposition every week than he would say at PSG or something like that. It is quite remarkable. It is, but at the same time... He cares, he gets stuck in, he and, knocks people and the balls And the balls come in from high. Exactly, Not unlike yeah. the Italian leagues and the French leagues. He's, he's, he's not that far off 40, he's still dying his hair. He's forever young. He's, he's, he's dying his running hair. up and down the steps at Stamford Bridge. Absolutely right. Uh, West Stand when he's, when he's injured. Which he's are, forgot to get his change from the bar. Which are quite steep, <laughs> it has to be said. But I think, obviously, he was, he was going to be great for Chelsea because... He's always been one of those players when he picks up those little injuries, mm. he cannot train for six weeks and play off memory. He can go straight back into the team and be fantastic, which I think is a, a big deal. I do think the other thing that we can sometimes overlook with any player is they are so easily fired by resentment. And him mm. at the moment, he, he talked about it a couple of weeks ago, didn't mm. he? He said when uh, Paris Saint-Germain signed Sergio Ramos, I couldn't believe it mm. because, you know, they said, oh, you're getting on a bit. We want to move on. They end up, they liars. End up signing Bloody su- liars. A super old centre-back who's, <laughs> well, he's still not played for PSG because he's too injured. <laughs> and, 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 and there's standards. him. There's Thiago Silva having a super time in the Premier League. Oh, he already won the Champions League. <laughs> Stick that up, you with Tommy your Eiffel Towers with Tommy Tooks as well. <laughs> exactly, that's a lovely old job, isn't it? It is. Um, we should uh, mention uh, the performance by Hugo Lloris, mm-hmm. who made a lot of good saves. He needed to. I just think that my that performance will get forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> it will. Uh, yeah, despite the three goals. Of course, gentlemen, at the start of the game, uh, nice tribute to, to Jimmy Greaves, who passed away at the age of eighty-one uh, recently. <clears throat> and of course, Greaves played for Chelsea and, and, and Tottenham mm. Hotspur. There was a nice. Uh, tribute to him on Match of the Day where you know it's incredible when yeah, you see good. someone like Alan Shearer obviously fantastic goal scorer and so on speak about Jimmy Greaves and Shearer actually he said I'm I'm with regards to the stats when they read out his goal scoring records Shearer was like I'm laughing because those numbers are so good because it gets skewed sometimes when we think of Messi and Ronaldo being the standard yeah. you know, that's sort of freakish Is England goals no penalties? Yeah, right. They, had, they went on a run of like fifty matches where there were where the no penalties were awarded to England, yeah. and he, you had he, to do he, a lot to get a penalty back <laughs> in those days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you had to literally knock someone open. <laughs> but he was uh, fuming because he was like, "I'm on pens and I'm not getting a penalty." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, his, his his scoring record was was absolutely phenomenal. I love that quote he said once upon a time when they were like, well, "What's your secret, Jimmy?" Because they tried to, he, he, you know, they said on match today that he couldn't really explain how he would end up in those mm. positions and, and was just such a, a great goal scorer. And it is that sort of muscle memory, as you sort of saying with like Thiago Silva. Yes. 
and uh, he just said, oh, I just, you know, I get the ball, go as close as I can and I let rip. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's funny, when I was a kid and I was aware of Jimmy Greaves, it took me a while to work out what a great football he, mm. he was for a couple of reasons. One, because YouTube didn't exist. No, then. sure. Yeah. Um, and he was on TVM and, and he, he looked so different yeah. to the man he was as a footballer. Well, well, yeah. the, the thing is, because he was someone, he was, he was a great broadcaster oh, yeah. and very big part of my childhood experience. I mean, it's lovely hearing people who are older than me who have their memories of even if it was the back end of watching mm. Jimmy Greaves play for, for Spurs or, or, or whatever. But for me, it was going to the football on Saturday afternoons when I first started going regularly when I was like 10 or 11. And it was always St. and Greaves at lunchtime. Mm. Yeah. Cheese and beans, toasted sandwiches, <laughs> feeling hotter than the sun. It was amazing. But that they were so entertaining they were so welcoming yeah. and they never really, despite the fact him and Ian St. John were two such incredible players and I was lucky enough to work a few times with Ian St. John when I was, I was a bit older. He's such a, a, a nice man. There's, they never had that sense of we played the game at a high level and you didn't. Which, they which in, they loads in, of they former pros do. They invited mm. you in and made you feel part of it. And, yeah. and the way that Jimmy Greaves could like, have a laugh and take the piss out of himself whilst being a good analyst that's an incredibly difficult balance yep. to hit and also it kind of when I found out what a great player he was I was like how can a player that great mm-hmm. be so I, I, I don't know sort of humble just, modest yeah, yeah. I, I think so and, and just not take himself seriously not well, that, take himself well, too seriously at well, all well that was funny when, when, he, when they, they showed the clip on him last night match of the day when when he said, I, I, Greaves said, I don't look back and think, oh, and reminisce about the old days. And people say, I wish you could do it again. I'm saying, I'm bloody out. I'm glad I don't have to do it again. You know, it's exhausting. <laughs> sort of thing, you know? Some of the footage, though, of, of the goals going in, placement, power, oh, just like, it, mm. it was very, it looked Shearer-esque, you know, yeah. the, yes, the way, yeah. as, or Shearer is obviously, uh, it, it, yeah. it, Greaves it came after most. Yeah. It was Greaves-esque. But it, it just, he, there's very few footballers looking at footage from back in his kind of generation mm. that you sort of go, oh, like, he has a lot there's a lot of properties that kind of shared with footballers nowadays mm. and actually just absolutely like you say let rip uh, but there were some incredibly <laughs> incredible goals yeah, going yeah, in yeah. oh big time wow. yeah. he'll be certainly missed he'll mm. be certainly missed his other former club of course West Ham will, will play Manchester United on the weekend huge drama at the end of, the, of that huge. match uh, with Manchester United winning 2-1 um, but West Ham had a chance didn't they Andy there was a penalty and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer have you ever seen him that angry when he threw his water bottle on the ground after they were given the penalty well, there is more space around um, the pitch at the London Stadium. So if, if you're going to find a safe place to do it, that's probably yeah. it. Yeah. Was it? that what fueled his anger? I can't even see the decision. <laughs> it's so far away. I can't tell. Fetch my reading spectacles. Yeah. Mark uh, Noble, of course, subbed on in the 95th minute to take the equalising penalty, which turned out not to be the equalising penalty mm. after Luke Shaw's handball. Uh, and of course, uh, Dave the save. Saved the day. Uh, his first uh, penalty that he saved for five years outside of penalty shootouts. When I heard that, I was a bit like... Mm. <laughs> um, but uh, yes, uh, Noble, not quite as confident as Ivan Tony with that lovely uh, no. penalty for Brentford. But what, what did you make of that, Pete, bringing on? If it, I mean, if it, if it, if it works out, it, it, it's, you know, it's, but a, that's gen- the it's thing. a genius move. If it but, doesn't, it's the worst thing in the world. That's the problem with like modern football and modern football um, uh, chat is that it's, it's, it's the worst thing ever. It's like... You got a good penalty taker yeah. coming off the bench <clears throat> and just simply putting the ball in the back of the net. Yeah. It didn't exactly. work. It sometimes doesn't happen. But you're saying David, about... David Moyes' reasoning for it, I thought was absolutely yeah, spot on. Absolutely it's, it's, imp- it's impossible to argue with. You're not do- like you're not asking them to do, like run 
80 yards. I mean, you wouldn't ask Mark Noble to run 80 yards. I, it, it was about 80 yards from, <laughs> from the, the dugout to the penalty spot. Uh, I like this heat map. Was it was knackered. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was Moyes' reason then, Andy? Remind us all. Well, he said, I've got one of the best takers yeah. in, 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 the, in the Premier League, so... Why not, why not bring him on? I do find it funny, though, the talk of Jimmy Greaves. Obviously, you know, didn't play in the World Cup final in 66 because you couldn't sub mm. players on. You're saying he didn't get penalties uh, <laughs> for England. And he's, he'd be, you know, <laughs> there goes Mark to be brought on to take, just, just take a penalty. I mean, the, the thing is, with, though, with that is when you say he's got the option, he does. But, of course, if one of the players on the pitch takes the penalty and misses, then no one's going to say anything. Whereas if you bring on that, the 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 taker you're you're, you're bringing on should, should Moyes be doing his job for public perception no no he should and, be doing his job to get the best result and, and they're still going to be talking about it. it was the last minute of the game you yeah know, and they could have they could have uh, got it yeah it would it would save. it would it have been better if one of the existing players talking to penalties at the London Stadium had come up tried to penenka it and just chipped <laughs> it into De Gea's arms that would have been quite funny yeah I'll be honest with you uh, but of course Jesse Lingard was the man of the moment he won it with a, with a last minute beauty he sort of did a muted goal celebration to begin mm. with West Ham fans gave him a good reception to be fair and then eventually he made his way over to the Man United fans and then there was a little bit of there's a, there's a little Henman <laughs> fist pump in yeah. there wasn't which there which was glad because I don't like that sort of you know, apologise. I don't mind if he if he just does a muted celebration. Don't put your hands up and apologise. But when the Man United fans were there, he was like, oh, oh, but for, for Jesse Lingard, a muted celebration is just putting your arm in the air like Alan Shearer. <laughs> that is, is true, is, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, I it's a lovely to... goal, Andy. Come on. What well, the the thing is, I it's was got a lovely one. I was yeah. on the the train coming down to London while this this match yeah. was going on. So How were the scenes on the train? With it later. Well, there was there was some guys like sort of ten seats along watching it. Because I could, I, I could hear Martin Tyler chatting his, his his way through it, and that was in the that was in the first half. But when I saw that Lingard had scored the winner, I wanted him to have done a big old celebration, and I was quite disappointed <laughs> when I got to watching the Get end the of the game. Get the cardboard cut out of Mikel Antonio, <laughs> snapping it in half. <laughs> I never loved you it. anyway, <laughs> like Dimitri Payet. <laughs> <laughs> never loved any of you. Uh, yeah, he, he, um, after the match, he posed, uh, posted rather a photo of himself celebrating with his Manchester United teammates and just put, that's football. Thank you for your warm reception today. That's what football do to you. Oi, this is just business, lads. Well, Ronaldo uh, tried to sort of push him into a celebration, didn't he? Sort yeah. of like, good, good son of a... You bloody will celebrate if you want my team. Bruno yeah. Fernandes responded to that post saying, you deserve it, bro. Oh, that's nice. It is nice. Yeah, it is very nice indeed. <laughs> uh, there was a number of uh, appeals for penalties uh, that, that weren't given. Uh, Suchek didn't get a pen when Juan Bissaka took him out. And Ronaldo thought he should have had three penalties. I think it was three. We could, did we get? It wasn't. Yeah, it was I, three. I, w- I would have, I would have given him one and three, but not two. See, I'd right. have given him one, and that's it. I'd have given him the first one. <laughs> okay, and that's it. I would not like to be refed by Marcus. No, Why? very strict. No, I just don't like diving. Not very generous. Andy. I want there to be solid. I want that man to. I want to be a leg breaker. I'm like 1950s referee. Me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, I, I think. Lingard in that kind of form and also you can bring Jen Sancho on at any point it's like yep. they should be beating West Ham in, in, with, with, with the, 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 the lack of firepower up mm-hmm. top for West Ham they should be beating them way more than, that, than that is the thing it always, it always goes back to what I find remarkable about United there was so much discussion about Solskjaer and like a, a massive overreaction when they win and a massive overreaction when they lose. When maybe That's like, what Solskjaer said. He said uh, yeah. uh, everything's terrible or amazing. But when maybe like as Pete says, 
if you've got absolutely elite players throughout your squad, they will pull you out of some unpromising situations mm. that really on the balance of play you don't you deserve really to get mean, out of. Yeah. Well, that's it, isn't it? I mean, it's funny, Andy, because you're agreeing with Roy Keane because he said everything's exaggerated with United. They beat Newcastle, everything's great. They lose during the week. It's a disaster. They were actually quite poor at times against Newcastle. They were. Newcastle they should have scored more than one. Yeah. Uh, no, you're absolutely right. Uh, but West Ham, though, just a quick word on them. Despite that loss, there's a confidence about this side. The yeah. stadium was bouncing. The, uh, the you know on another day they would have maybe got a point or something. Zuma made everyone look very ordinary. I think he was great at the back, mm, wasn't he? Was. he? I th- they're on for a good season. Mm. I don't think there's too much about that. Um, excellent. All right then, chaps. Uh, let's have a break and then we'll talk a little bit more Premier League and maybe even some MLS. See you in a moment. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. This week, there's been loads going on across Stack. Over on the Luke and Pete show, I'm telling Luke about why my hairstyle has been bothering children. Then she says, why have you got your hair like that? Yeah. Why have you got your uh, hair in a ponytail? We've been told that we're not to talk to men about ponytails. <laughs> Good parents. Yeah, but that wasn't the parents. They didn't say that. Right. She'd just been told at school or something. Never to trust a man with a ponytail. Meanwhile, the book club is back with a cracker on Football Ramble Presents. Kit and Jim were joined by Simon Cooper to talk about his new book, Delving into the Heart of Barcelona Football Club and what its legends were really like. 
Johan Cruyff, in, in my humble opinion, he's the kind of Freud or Marx or Einstein of football. He invented modern football, but he was also a lunatic. Cruyff was a guy who walks into a room and says, you're doing it all wrong, you should do, it. You should do what I say. Listen to the Luke and Pete Show and Football Ramble presents every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, when we come to these places, you know, we are allowed to actually fight. We are allowed to actually try and win. That's all it was. You know? Not usually the managers, though. No, no, no. We just a couple of things. I said nothing, absolutely nothing that should be out the normal. It's just two managers fighting for their teams, wanting to win a game. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> absolutely nothing wrong with that. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Right, let's see what we got on, on Betways 4 to score. Entry to Betways 4 to score is free each week. Pick the first goal scorer. In Betway's four selected matches for your chance to win the weekly £50,000 jackpot. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. Further T's and C's apply. Game one, Aston Villa versus Everton. I picked Richarlison, which was foolish because I don't think he even featured. The result was Matty Cash. Uh, game two, Brighton versus Leicester. Jim picked James Madison. It was Neil Morpé. Game three, West Ham versus Manchester United. Pete, you picked Cristiano Ronaldo. He did score, but it was Saeed Benrahma mm. who was credited with the first goal, of course. And in game four, Spurs versus Chelsea. Vish picked Mason Mount, and it was Thiago Silva. We'll be back for another round of four to score on the preview show this Friday. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for emails. I'm allergic to them. Gone off my uh, little uh, jingle of you. Unbelievable. Right. Is it, is, it, is it harder when you get biffed the second time? Pete? <laughs> <laughs> You've got something for us. Right, there you go. I didn't Ooh. want to make a jingle. You told me to. <laughs> Oi, by um, the way, can I just say, it's a fine jingle and I am all for multiple Pete singing to me. Right, okay, good. Carry right. on. I'll come around your house in the night. Uh, from David Craig <laughs> on the pie front. I know Luke isn't a big fan of rugby, but when I was about 14, we finished a, be- a fairly bad-tempered rugby match and were treated to post-match pies and cans of cork. I have no idea why the west coast of Scotland has such bad rates of heart disease. One of our players uh, one of our players nicknamed Ferret I can't be sure what his real name was was assaulted with a steaming hot scotch pie. Uh, It was slammed into his ear uh, and the hot pie fat dripped into his ear uh, and damaged his eardrum. Uh, Ferret <laughs> so there we go. Uh, also, I was just listening to the episode where Marcus was laughing about Keggy hosting some meat industry awards thing, oh, yeah. and I saw this headline in the papers the very next day: meat set to run out in just two weeks, and Christmas dinner is under threat in gas crisis. Is this just a coincidence? <laughs> Kevin King has ruined Christmas yeah, already. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I mean, I know this government likes to deflect, you know, yeah. but that would be quite something. We've got to cancel Christmas awards. Keggy's. <laughs> He's done this. <laughs> uh, we've got one here from uh, Samuli in Finland. Wanted to give a couple of extra bits to the recent topic of bizarre football injuries. Undoubtedly, the greatest Finnish footballer of all time, Yuri Litmanen, that's right, was riddled with these. The most ridiculous one happened in 2006 when he was playing for Malmö in Sweden. Malmö's sporting director, Hasse Borg, was opening a bottle of soft drink with a tin of snus tobacco, very popular mm-hmm. in uh, the EFL yeah, these yeah, days. Yeah. And the bottle cap hit Yari in the eye. 
He oh, was no. sidelined for at least two months, <clears throat> and the injury affects his vision to this day. Bloody hell. Oh, that's awful. Um, Honourable mentions also to Yari falling over a suitcase in his home whilst fetching milk for his son <laughs> and getting hit so hard in training with a shot that he suffered an ear injury while at Fulham. Oh, flipping oh. Nora. I mean, you, do, you want good balance in that position as yeah. well, don't you? I don't want to I... think of Yari Lippmann and no. some sort of footballing Frank Spencer. <laughs> Show off at ramble.com, everybody. Get involved. Right, back to the Premier League, uh, gentlemen. Brighton got a good win against Leicester City, didn't they? Uh, They were helped a little bit by VAR, one could argue. Um, But a smashing header from Welbs. Yeah, it's good. What a header. Uh, There's something about Danny Welbeck scoring goals, celebrating, looking happy, that just warms the cockles. (laughs) It does, it's delightful. Yeah, he's a wonderful... It's a great header as well. Mm. Lovely header it was. Two, um, Leicester... uh, Sorry, Brighton's first goal shouldn't have stood because Morpay was all over Vestica. How look, look. you were outraged by this? But the you? thing is with VAR, okay, <laughs> right? I, I think the way that they sort of do the way they implemented it in the Euros, we've seen it abroad because they've had a little bit um, longer playing with the with the buttons than than, than we have in the Premier League. Um, you know, I think the the, the 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 quickness of how they make the decisions and so on and so forth is it's, it's improved. I don't think there's any doubt about mm. that, and I think it's a good thing in football. But when there's a decision like that, you just think. Like, what, how have you given that? Like, you shouldn't make that glaring error. I understand there's the whole, oh, should you overturn it? It's one of those ones. There's, there's also the whole, there are 34 cameras in the stadium. Yeah, but... Uh, so <laughs> and with, you've got a good view on the normal broadcast one. Yeah, exactly. But with, with regards <laughs> to, say, that, that third Ronaldo one, I thought, mm, did he go down too early? You're saying that doesn't matter. It's, it's something that you can discuss. You this can, is not yeah. something that you can discuss. Exactly. Yes. If you've given it, do you overturn it? Probably not. If you haven't given it, do you overturn it? Probably not. This is kind of like, he has fouled him. There's no, that, that has caused the handball. I understand it doesn't I mean, give you Neymar, Neymar blunt. did a better job on Sunday evening of winning a penalty by fouling a defender. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, but it, it's just he's obviously like... had a look at more pain going, no, no, mate, this is how you do it. That's how you do it. But that's where people just look at it and go, well, what's the point then? It was just such a poor yeah. decision. Who's the point? Who's the point? I think you're taking a piss. <laughs> uh, in the words of uh, uh, Roy Hodgson. Um, but <laughs> do you remember that interview? Well, I think you are. You're taking the piss. No, I'm not right. Well, I think you are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yes, but anyway, it should never have been in. But the penalty was dispatched. It was a goal. Well, back two nil, and and they were they were they were out of sight really. Um, at least there was no other VAR no other disappointment to, to to come for Leicester. Well, Jamie Vardy's 150th Leicester City goal, which is incredible, Andy. Because it was only last season he was playing non-league, um, <laughs> but uh, but yes, of course there was two goals that Leicester scored and Harvey Barnes. You know, if you're going to be offside half, that's the problem. What what did you make it with then, Andy? Because you think both are questionable. I would say the first one I understand a bit more in the keeper's eye line. The second one again, he is offside. What do you think? He's not stood right in front of the goalkeeper for either it, of them. You think it should have stood? Which one? I, I, th- I think both of them could have stood. Both of them. Yeah. Okay. All right. Every, everything's two. in the keeper's eye line if he's got eyes. Yeah, that, I mean, that is... That's what I would use as a defence. Yeah, but I was behind him. Get behind <laughs> the, you've got to get round the back as John I mean, Barnes won. What, what, what we are saying is Sanchez has excellent, excellent peripheral vision for yeah. both of those, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, absolutely right. But it's the third loss in five games for Leicester. Not great. Not great, but you back Brother Brendy to sort it out, though. Yeah, I mean, they're a little bit unfortunate there. Mm. I mean, they absolutely pummeled Brighton in that second half. True enough, true enough. A great win for Brighton, though. Yeah, fantastic. They're looking good. They're feeling sexy. Did you see Jules took her dad? Yeah, she did. Oh. It was lovely. Yeah. Got a nice moustache. <laughs> her, her father? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
No, you, I can admire a, a dad's moustache, can't yeah, I? You can, yeah, because yeah. I. It, it was one of those ones where I thought, did he? And it was yeah. one of those ones, you know, like we mentioned before. Does, does Jules's dad have a moustache? Is that a thing? And I was like, oh, yeah, no, no, he did. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. No, lovely. <laughs> lovely scenes. You like to see it. All round uh, in Brighton, unless, of course, you are a Leicester City fan. Uh, Watford got an impressive win at Norwich. Uh, 3-1, uh, they won. There's some big topics for Daniel Farker to mm. discuss. He's the first manager to lose 15 consecutive matches in the English top flight. That's a lot, isn't it? That is a lot, isn't I it? I understand that there's a season in between. Can't blame that. the fixture computer on that. You, can't, you can't. Did you see him, though, trying to get... I felt he was trying to get one over Cisco before the game. Right. He did a he did a handshake, although it was one of the... Um, what would you call that kind of like handshake? Like a half kind of hand up, curved kind of... Yeah, exactly. Um, he was doing that, and uh, Cisco was like, OK, and then he pulled him quite close. And he was obviously saying, oh, you're very welcome, but it was it was a power play. Right, okay. Like, forget Chiellini at the Euros yeah. during the penalties. This was mm-hmm. like, he was He really... leaned in and went, you're not going to get on with space this time. <laughs> you're in the topic. <laughs> <laughs> and Cisco was kind of like, yeah, 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 cool. Yeah. Can, I, can I go now, please? Is that all right? Um, I very much enjoyed uh, Dennis's flip. Um, oh, what a goal that was! It's, it's a celebration. There's a lovely picture where there's just in for so the, the the depth of field isn't that shallow, so you can see the crowd behind giving him the fingers and get really annoyed. Yeah. Uh, but he's just upside down, just having a <laughs> lovely time. It's such a good picture. Yeah, that's class. Beautiful. It was Peter Beagre esque that celebration, <laughs> wasn't it? Uh, it was a brilliant goal that because. The way he moved his body mm. and the way he was in the air, yeah. in my mind, it was sort of a bit uh, William Shatner family guy. You know, he was kind of <laughs> at such an angle and yet it wasn't a diving header. No. And he sort of landed on his feet. I mean, it's perhaps... like he's really comfortable up there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just yeah. up there now. You know, like Celez, when <laughs> yeah. he would hang in the air. Yeah. Waiting for the ball to come down. Hanging in the air at that angle. I know he sort of <laughs> did bump into the defender. I was like... How is he not? That's like some sort of Jedi trick or something. Yeah. That was it. A phenomenal header. It really was. <laughs> um, but but the first Sar goal for Watford, um, it was too easy, Andy. Like you think about it when he when he nipped into the space. There's three defenders or at least Norwich players around him just to sort of nip in at the front post and just side foot it home. Great goal from his point of view. But you look at Norwich and you think, blimey, that's soft. Yeah, both both against hit, a fellow promoted both, side. Both his goals. Um, were the finishes of a high-class player against not entirely switched-on opposition. Yeah. It's like that bit. You know when you play FIFA and it invites you to brush up on a couple of skills for yeah. like sort of particular areas of the game before right. you start, like a, a shooting drill or a slalom yeah. drill. Mm-hmm. It was a bit like that. Yeah, It, it felt like a, a drill for an excellent player, mm. um, which he fully took advantage of. It, yeah. I, I know people are talking a lot about the, the fixtures, and obviously um, that's going to be a big part of it. But they've had a tough fix. They've, they've had a tough start with the fixture computer, but I mean, they've come out of this and they should be, all right, getting their season up and running a little bit, but they just looked a little bit shell-shocked, didn't they? They looked, they looked very disorganised. I mean, yeah, what, I, think, did, what, yeah. I think one of the big problems with Norwich, I mean, I've seen a lot of stuff said and written about well you know they shouldn't even be in the Premier League because you know they're not even making an effort to be in it I mean they've been out and signed players and they've been out and signed players that who know, gave that I, opinion Andy because that was I don't, I don't think people a, are a saying lot, no a lot of people have said really? that really a lot of a lot of people have said that they're, they're sort of demeaning the Premier League by by not taking it seriously enough and not spending 300 million on players they all returned all, all their players because when they went down <laughs> that's how they got yeah. back up again because of Covid yeah. well, well of course they, they did well, sell they did Buendia. sell Buendia yeah but I think you have to look at the fact A they got a very good prize for him and B they've gone out and spent proper money on players who 
are quality players and can be quality players. I think Milot Rashica, uh, Ozan Kabak, but because they're Norwich City, mm. they're getting them at a time when they've had a difficult time. Mm. Because if Milot Rashica is playing his best for the last couple of years, Norwich don't get a sniff. If Ozan Kabak is playing his best mm. for the last six months, he's probably still at Liverpool. Mm-hmm. So you've got to sign scoundrels, them... as Alan Pardew once said about Newcastle. You've got to sign scoundrels That's when you're true. in their position. You've got to sign scoundrels and they've got to go out on the town with me on a Saturday night. <laughs> I was going to say waifs and strays, but if you want to make strays. it a little bit more seedy, that is your, that is your corner of the ramble and I'm never going to take it away Sorry, from you. I think that's but upset on my I, knee. I, I, I do, I do. <laughs> right now, you've got to right do now, it now. Yeah. Very I, I, I do think, uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, just a second. I, 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 I do think... It's, you're never going to get time when you've lost this many Premier League games in a row. But Norwich deserve a little bit of time because mm. I think that squad will... Farker will get time. He's, I mean, look, he's, he's, they've lost five on the on the bounce. The, the, the problem for Farker is that we've seen this before with Norwich. And and I admire the spirit of trying to do it, but that you know they'll probably pass Fulham on the way down. Do you know what I mean? And the two of them will sort of yo-yo as they tend to do. What, 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 you're aiming for, what you're aiming they, for eventually is Burnley, isn't it? You squirrel away all the cash. I'd maybe maybe yeah. Leeds or so, but yeah, exactly. That's what you you wanted to be established side. But the problem though for Norwich is if this continues, they're going to have to make a painful decision with 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 Daniel Farker. And to be honest with you, oh, they're going to have to Wagner him. If I'm, did I say Wagner Farker? I mean, no, sorry. I said are they going to have to Wagner him? Oh, I see what you mean. Well, I don't know, Andy, and I, I you know I won't ask for your interpretation of that of that that verb you've just used. But, to love. Uh, <laughs> But I, I mean, it would be quite tricky if you're the chairman and Daniel Farker's there. How do, how do you sack him? I mean, you behind sort of bulletproof glass, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but Farker said last week um, after the defeat to Arsenal, we are disappointed. Football is about being efficient and putting points on the table. You don't get points for beautiful football. For that, I do synchronised swimming. <laughs> Strange topic. We're not, we're, not, we're not getting beautiful football either at the moment. No, we're not. Um, yeah. I, I hope it works out for them because as I, said, I admire what he's trying to do. But the problem is, it's that from the championship where you're winning every week or, or, or at least picking up a lot of wins to the Premier League, how can you sort of manage that? And if, on the evidence of the season they were up under him and so far it's not getting the balance. But and that he had, the, everyone has their shelf life and, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm worried. I think if you, you look at Watford, um, one win here or there makes an enormous difference if you're in that position. No one's expecting you to win 15 games a season if you're Norwich or Watford, are they? Um, but I think... No, of course that, not. That, that they've is, got to win some. That that is an absolutely vital win for for Watford because yeah. if if you if you get one win every night, you know, six Month. or seven <laughs> games, you're 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 golden. Well, it really. was an important win for Watford. They lost three on the spin, and then the way they took Norwich apart, it shows you that if given an opportunity, they will take they're, it. They're they're another team with the players to get better. Totally, I, yeah. I, I would I would I would say Watford. Yeah, are you liking Ben Foster in goal chaps? Just his interview. Oh, after, it's marvelous. Where he where he was, he's, you know, he's thirty eight years old, and he was. Oh, I'm just I'm absolutely loving it. And uh, he said, uh, "What did he say? Something like I go cycling all the time because well, I, I love my food. Who doesn't love their food? You know." Yeah, he's. Uh, I, I do like his YouTube. I, I think he's, he's, yeah, he's good. There's very he? few grown up YouTubers out there, and he just seems like a nice. Just it's nice when that happens, doesn't it? Because we've known Ben Foster for many, mm. many years, of course. You know, oh, he'll, be on, he'll be on Saturday Night Television, no doubt, pretty yeah. soon. He'll be like the new yeah. righty or something. Exactly. And will you take <laughs> us with you, Ben? Uh, we'd appreciate that. Uh, no, lovely. Good win for Watford. Uh, well done to them. Um, of course, those two got promoted from the Championship last season, didn't they, Andy? And that's where we go oh, now. Oh, segue. Segue. <laughs> nice. Lovely. Smashing. How good is that? In the Championship, they also play football, and that's where we're going now. Uh, win for Derby County. A win for Derby County. Sadly, that is not um, 
the uh, the only story coming from that club uh, um, at the moment. I mean, after their weekend, if you're Derby and you're still getting mentioned in the championship section, there's really no argument with that. That's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, indeed. Uh, Mel Morris, of course, uh, gave a lengthy statement on Friday and said he had no choice as Derby County to have appointed administrators, which is a 12-point deduction. Um, that, mm. That's the sort of that's the standard kind of thing. They've tried to sell the club over the last few years. It's not materialised. Um, they're saying that obviously the pandemic has cost them a, a lot of money, up to twenty million in revenue. I, I'm sure it has. You know, the pandemic hit a lot of clubs very hard, of course. Um, but yes, I mean they they're facing that twelve point deduction of going into administration. Potentially another nine point deduction based on other ongoing EFL investigations. They also have a suspended three point deduction. So all in all, it could be twenty four points. <laughs> And Rooney is saying, you know, like if that all comes to pass, he's saying we might start just have to prepare for life in League One. I mean, we're still in September. Yeah, and you'd almost be like, what is the point in us doing any of this? Yeah. What is the point? Why do, why do we even fill our fixtures at this point? It's I mean, ridiculous. It's, well, that's it. And that's where, you know, a lot of players will obviously, well, a number of them will probably want to move away. It's the sort of thing you see that. at the end of the season, usually, yeah. rather than the start. And you're Completely. Like, oh, yes, right yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's such a, a regrettable situation at Derby County. You know, there's mm. so much going on there. It is a regrettable situation, mm. but I think some... Some of those other teams that were in the mix for staying up last season mm-hmm. will probably, I, I, I mean, I feel very sorry for Derby supporters. They've yeah. had to put up with a, a, a lot, mm-hmm. but there are teams who are battling with them to stay up yeah. last season who, who will think, well, you know, where was yeah. that decision no, totally, like, yeah. like, like four or five months, yeah. months ago? It's crazy with Derby because it wasn't that long ago. They play our finals in the, on the cusp mm. of being in the Premier League and they know this and they won't want to be reminded of that, but it just shows you how, um, you know, on a knife edge all this sort of financial stuff in football can be. Um, I did see that uh, uh, former Manchester City executive chairman Gary Cook had been in talks with the club since January with the intention of helping American financiers MSD take over the club, but they're concerned about the, the club's off, off-field problems. And I thought, oh, Gary Cook, you remember him? Man City? The oh, one? well, yes. Do you remember he said he was going to get Kaká, went over there and uh, that didn't happen. When he was at the Man City, it was at some presentation or something, he referred to the club as Manchester United. <laughs> and I thought, oh, if he's in, oh dear, oh Derby, we do feel for you, we really, really do. Um, at the other end of the table, uh, Bournemouth replaced Fulham at the top of the championship, won one nil away in Cardiff, still unbeaten in eight matches. Scott Parker's doing very, very well. He said before the match, Peter, he said that he asked his players to be brave. <laughs> Please be brave. Please be brave. Why can't you be brave <laughs> for me? <laughs> be brave for Scotty. <laughs> are you going to be on a scarf? Are you going to be, be brave for Scotty? <laughs> Are you going to be brave today? You could be more brave boys, more brave soldiers. <laughs> I love that. I asked my players to be brave. Excellent. Uh, yeah, Fulham lost 2-1 at home to Reading. Yeah. Oh, how's that? Ovi with a couple of beauties for Reading. You can't yes. argue too much with that. Um, um, I saw Forrest got their first win. 2-0 at Huddersfield after the sack Hutton on Thursday. Another no-manager bounce. Absolutely. <laughs> You've got that. Now what do you do with it, Forrest? <laughs> well, let's not get a manager in and see if the bounce continues. Mm. Um, but it's all happening in the Championship, of course. Um, so incredible. Oh, yes, by the way, talking to Fulham, a few listeners sent some photos on Twitter of different men in the stands at Craven Cottage. I sadly wasn't one of them. One of them, though, spotted reading a Kindle. Nice, look. Do you know what I mean? 
Something to do at half-time, isn't it? <laughs> Crying out loud. No, no glare either. So My favourite one, though, was a man um, with a Victoria sponge cake on the seat and he was just cutting it up into... So, oh, all right. No, he wasn't. There, there, there are questions. What? Yeah. How I didn't do, see this. On the old wooden you... seats. He was there. He had the cake on the, on the actual seat. An entire seat. Victorian... So, yeah, and he was there on. just sort of cutting how'd it up. How did you get the knife in? Yeah, how did you get this the knife in? I think yeah, he might have had a... He, I, I need to, maybe. Was, it, was he karate chopping it? <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. He was using dental floss. It was his razor-sharp wit that he was cutting out with. I think it was a plastic knife. We'll give the benefit right. of the doubt okay. there. But you're absolutely right. Maybe that steward at Spurs, maybe he <laughs> Pat them maybe down. he's now uh, got a job at Fulham. <laughs> <laughs> the father and the son of the Holy Spirit yeah, business. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, there's nothing wrong with the security at Fulham, I assure you. <laughs> You'd be very safe if you go there. You might get a piece of Victoria sponge. That's an absolute mm. result, that, I think. Oh, is it? Look, it's great way, it's... Make, great way of making friends. Absolutely right. You turn up with a Victoria sponge, you're mm. going to be everybody's buddy. Exactly, yeah. Mm. Stark contrast to the guy reading a Kindle. Get involved in you know, the chat at half-time. What's going on? <laughs> What's the matter with you? Deary me. Uh, right, I did say a little of MLS. Let's go to um, the United States of America. Some of you got in touch with me. Yes, I was aware that Inter Miami lost 4 0 to New York Red Bulls. I and mean, if you're crying out loud, you can't win every cup final. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They've won loads. They've won loads. He's turned the ship around. Yeah, and they were, you know, they were down to 10 men after 38 minutes. So. <laughs> You know that's fine. Sometimes it's you fine. need a reality check. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think I think keep them straight and narrow, doesn't keep, it? Keep them humble. Yeah, keep them humble. Of God. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's okay though because the get. Oi, you're having Oi. a bit of this, Pete Donaldson. Fizzer and David Beckham have sons. This we know. Whoa. They both played together for Fort Lauderdale last night. I, I mean. Are they're we, do, are we doing Newcastle Ace today? No, we're going to do the sons. <laughs> the sons. Of of the Beckham and the Fizzer. Now, That's if, what we're doing, is it? If right. That doesn't get you an architect <laughs> from Alan Sir Maximo. I, I, I don't know what will. I mean, it, it, I don't care if you were at the game, Andy. And he was at the game. I don't. And he was at the Newcastle game. We've moved on. We're talking about <laughs> Inter. We are talking about something more important. Is Inter Miami's reserve team? You know, you it know what, is. It, would, I mean, to be honest, Marcus, I don't disagree with that point. Some, to be quite frank, some would say, Marcus, that um, <laughs> since I pointed out that um, Inter Miami tracksuit bottoms are available at a certain high street budget retail. You're into oh. it. You, you have, are into that it. That you have pursued a vendetta to and beyond its logical <laughs> conclusion. Oh dear, Andy. T- be honest with me. Would you have rather have, have seen um, Fort Ro- Lauderdale against Fort Lauderdale against whoever they played, or even Romeo Beckham making his debut in a tour draw for South Georgia uh, with South Georgia and Tormenta FC, or would you have rather seen the draw at St James's Park? Really, it's when you get to the end of the sentence and mm-hmm. you tell me that it was a two-two draw with mm-hmm. South Georgia Tormenta. Yeah. Then, then Sorry, I'm after, <laughs> yeah. Then yeah. I'm into it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. Absolutely right. Yeah. And um, by the way, gentlemen, before we go, we got an email Ooh. apparently from Jonathan Bond, as in Los Angeles Galaxy goalkeeper Jonathan Bond. Right. Um, he, he emailed us um, just to say, you know, uh, thanks for the show and all. And he said he swapped the glamorous morning commutes to Reading, Peterborough, and West Bromwich for the sunnier passes of Los Angeles, uh, which is understandable, I suppose. Mm. But the daily soundtrack of the ramble to and from training. Uh, still remains. I, I, Could I we have a bit of proof? Because I don't. I'm not sure if it's him. Why, why do you not believe it's Jonathan? I, uh, is his it email address was Bondy four twenty sixty nine. That's not what his email address was. <laughs> so, so, so is it? Is it a similar principle? To... I just, Andy. I just. I understand. It would be odd if someone was impersonating 
Jonathan Bond and but getting it, in it, touch. It does, it does happen. A, a, friend of, a friend of mine yeah. used to tell girls that he was a session guitarist for KT Tunstall to, 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 to impress <laughs> wow. them. Did it have a design effect? He, he said, well, you can't go in there and say you're a fighter pilot or whatever, can yeah. you? Well, uh, to be fair, I don't think anybody's going to walk into a bar and go, oh, yeah, I, uh, I, I, I emailed the ramble. I'm Jonathan Bond. <laughs> I'm the doesn't, guy who... doesn't KT Tunstall quite notably use a lot of loop pedals? So he's completely redundant. Doesn't need a backing band. She'll just do her own stuff. Yeah, that's true. He <laughs> wouldn't have got anywhere with you, would he, Pete? <laughs> Wait a second. LA Galaxy do need a goalkeeper, though. Yes. Um, I, so we just we just want a bit more proof, Just Jonathan. get Just bring it on. Look, we've, we did this about five years ago. We sort of got people to get in touch if they played any level of, 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 of the yeah, sport. And he never got Professionally, in touch, did he? he didn't get in touch. So maybe he's just a recent convert. But if, if you are playing league football yeah. for one of the big the big 25 leagues <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, extend that to 30 shortfootballramble.com yeah exactly shortfootballramble.com shortfootballramble.com we, we put my jingle on <laughs> if you've got some um, if you play league football shortfootballramble.com right ooh there we are. There you go. That's it. You get, this is it. The guy gets in touch with us. Oh, by the way, guys, I'm playing for us. We're, we're like, get fucked. We're like, who are you? Prove it. Prove just, it. Well, no, we need proof. Anybody could say that they're listening and they're not really listening. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah. You're, you're you're not talking about their identity. You're talking about whether they're listening or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, a, that's that a strange. No, I'm talking about the identity. Yeah. I want to know if anyone's playing. I want to, We had a State of the Nation five years ago. Yeah. And I think we had one league player get in touch, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, we want we want to know what what's happening now. If you're yeah. playing any kind of professional sport, let yeah. us know. Yeah, exactly. This is an with inter- a bit of proof. <laughs> with a bit of proof. With <laughs> a bit it, of proof. It's our old John Bond, eh? Interesting way of making friends with Hector Bellerin. What do you mean? Like as in disease? Well, just, uh, just just by flushing him out as a, a ramble listener. Oh yeah. Oh, oh. He definitely listen. No, I don't. No, he's, I don't he's got probably some of the fancy ones, isn't he? <laughs> Let's finish on that note. <laughs> <laughs> These are the ones that sound good. The ones that talk about Newcastle United and Steve Bruce. That's what I'm going to listen to next. Andy, you've been to the stadium. We just want to know if you are now... Do you think it's uh, crumbling, Andy? Well, Do you think it's crumbling? <laughs> just want to know if you are now under the spell of Mike Ashley. <laughs> just quickly, Bruce in or out? Oh, I think we all know the answer to that. Oh, very diplomatic. Oh, very Mike Friends Ashley in the is. media. Not Do not extend to Andy, no friends, Brussels. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Not not, not quite the same uh, uh, chat that um, Chris Sutton said when he was a bit like, he's not going to turn around the fans there, he might as well just go. <laughs> it's, it's funny, when you do sit in the media seats at St. James's Park, which are very close behind the back of the benches. Yeah. Getting further you, back, I imagine. It's <laughs> Brucey's relationship with the media disintegrates. You, you do get the full sense of, yeah, he, he gets a lot. He mm. gets a lot. It can't be comfortable. No. But he, well, to be honest, he's got to concentrate on that because... His coaches are doing the. <laughs> seems to be doing all the managing on the day. They're busy. Aren't they? They're busy. They're the ones yeah. doing all the talking to the players. Oh, can I? Before we chip off, oh, I've not been on a show since uh, last week. Yeah. And because that's our weekend's work. Yeah. And uh, I went to see Southend play Aldershot last week, right? Oh, yeah. Now. I've seen the shots before. Off, uh, just after half time. Uh, Southern would dross, absolute dross. Mm. Uh, big, uh, big Brown. Uh, big Phil Brown in charge. Phil Brown not, doing, not having a great time down there. But. The ball went on the biggest stand. It got, got booted onto the roof of the biggest stand, yeah, right? Yeah. And I was watching it. Mm. It started to come down. Yeah. It's starting to descend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's better end with you bicycle kicking. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm watching it, and the linesman's there with a big baldy bounce, and the ball just bounced straight off, yeah! straight off his fucking head. And I, and I punched the air, and yes, and the and the and the the, the, the quality of the house was quite poor, but I mean, the, the, some of the some of the football was very very good. But I. 
looked in the highlights at three different places and this was not on the highlights. That's if ball. anyone's got footage yeah. of the ball coming off the roof mm. uh, in the East End, I yep. think it was, yep. Yep. in uh, at South End and bouncing on the linesman's head, mm. I would very much like to see it, okay? Yep. That is my quest. Mm-hmm. Someone's got the that footage. That is my quest <laughs> to follow that footage. Shortfootramble.com, please. Absolutely Thank right, you. Yeah. Sorry. That's up there with England uh, paper airplanes. Paper airplanes, yeah. yeah. Hit that Peruvian oh, yeah, Just wonderful. Superb. Fantastic. Superb. Right then, everybody, on tomorrow's show, it's Kate, Vish and Jim. So do not miss that. Until then, thank you very much, Andy Brassel. Thank you. Thank you, Pete Donaldson. Goodbye. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. See you soon. Quite a crumbly man, I'd say. You like uh, you like a croissant. <laughs> you like a croissant. You like a bit of marzipan. How do you marzipan's eat... not crumbly? It's Secondly, greasy. you just ate in a, a, a croissant. It is delicious. I'm not going to eat a croissant in Andy's car. Would you know? No, what would you? Lunch... What would? What food would you eat in Andy's car? Um... Let me know right now. A big sausage. <laughs> Nutella. <laughs> Nutella. Okay. Smear all over there. No, no crumbs in that, is there? No, there aren't. Right. No. He has, he's got terrible uh, peanut allergies now, so... Oh, is he? Here's an allergies. Sort of plough into the hot shoulder. <laughs> his <laughs> face. Me. His face like a big pillow. We had we had uh, a very pleasant meal in uh, the nice town of Amiens. Amiens? Amiens. Yeah, that one. Nice. Yeah, what yeah. do you eat? Egg and chips twice. Yeah, I think it was. Because <laughs> they give such small portions. I had a toasted cheese and ham sandwich. Frit, please. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.